Hi everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk with Kwane. I'm your host, Kwane, and you hear the little giggles in the back. <laughs> we have some special guests in here with me today. What's your name? Willow. Brielle and Willow, my little twin sisters, are in the studio with me today. And they're like giggling so much, this is so funny for them. Um, <laughs> if you are new here, hi, my name is Kwane. I am... Um, 17 years old i am in a senior in high school i am a black woman and yeah welcome to the podcast where we talk music politics entertainment and more can i just say it's been a while it's been a whole while oh by the way girls if you want to go you can you don't have to sit here the whole time okay um anyways it's been a while um i've been so busy so super duper uber busy and i apologize because i um made a commitment i committed to doing this podcast every week but i have been doing some very good and fun things so i think i get an excuse i get a pass um one of those things being i am in a play dun, 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 dun. again this is my second play with holyoke high school theater company um the play is called Our Town. It follows two, follows two families in Grover's Corners, New Hampshire, which is a made-up place, but New Hampshire we know. Um, and yes, it's multilingual, so it's in English and Spanish. Um, yes. So the show dates are November 14th, 15th, and 16th at Holyoke High School. Um, if you go to mifafestival.org, you can see the dates and pick the date that you like the best. Um, yes, come out, see the play. Um, I think that I just I just did an interview the other day and I was asked like, oh, what do you think? Like, why do you think people should come see the play? And I think that like Bevan Brunel was very intentional about picking this play like she picks the play that we do and i appreciate her intentions of picking a play that's in english and spanish i think um especially with the majority of the population population in holyoke being speaking spanish and being bilingual or monolingual sp spanish speakers um and i appreciate that like i appreciate her intentions um yeah um so I hope everyone gets to make it out and see the play. Next on the docket, we have, <laughs> um, so I recently, I decided to come up with a new segment in my podcast because I was told by a lovely friend that I'm a good teacher and I'm good at teaching kind of like what some may say are like, um, difficult topics to people. Um, huh? No. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, but I've been told I'm good at teaching difficult topics in a very, like, easy and understandable way. So, I decided to come up with a segment called Policy in a Pinch. You know, you like the alliteration there? I know, I know, I like it too. Um, basically, what it is, is that I'm gonna find a word or policy or something going on in our world because there's always something happening and teach you about it why not um the word policy is used very lightly because 
it doesn't really have to be a policy it can just be like something simple or like a word you, you will will flesh out the logistics in the future um this is really just an idea um yeah so our first quote-unquote policy today is receivership so last episode i spoke about this thing called receivership but i spoke about me learning about it but i never said what it was which is like girl how can you like a little bit hypocritical if i do say so myself so i read a bunch of articles and i did a bunch of research not really a bunch i read like four five articles which i guess is a bunch for some people but anyways um and basically what i gathered is that receivership is when a school system is put under the control of the state so before we were under receivership the school committee um decided things in favor of our schools so like parents um i don't know like for example if parents are worried about uh test scores if they're worried that they're they feel like their kids aren't learning anything in schools they go to the school committee the school committee decides like oh i think we're gonna implement i don't know another standardized test to make sure that our students are on track and whatever right um yeah so within that like families voices are being heard like the voices of the community are being heard basically under receivership those voices aren't being heard and in the way that i understand it so like there's no longer that process basically the state decides everything and the state says oh um and mcas scores are low this is what we got to do dropout rates are high this is what we got to do um i another thing that i've noticed is like under i seen an article about this the other day is like um attendance rates across massachusetts not even just in holyoke but across massachusetts <coughs> attendance rates are very very low very low and it's like actually very at a scary rate and it's um yeah um and that's just something i've noticed um an article i saw the <coughs> other day um but yeah so receivership um but now as i said in the last episode the mayor and the school committee are trying to get uh, get us out of receivership because it's been eight years and like there's been change but um the change was either done by com- the community like with no help from the state or there hasn't been change the, basically what the state is the state is doing more restricting than it is helping the school system like it's restricting the people who are trying to help from helping and um yeah so like get us out of this which i understand um yeah next on the docket oh also this is a part of policy in a pinch is the word radical by definition i looked it up because i have i have my own definition of radical but by definition there's a couple but the one i liked the most was advocating or based on thorough or complete political or social change representing or supporting an extreme or progressive section of a political party um yeah so this is this is connecting to something i just didn't pick that word for no reason but i think um 
In the political world, when we hear the word radical, we it's often associated with aggressive. Like this definition literally said, supporting an extreme or, oh no, that's progressive. I thought it said aggressive. Anyways, um, <laughs> but usually um, it's used to describe like Republicans, like very radical or, or not even liberals too, but like it's used in a very like extreme and like, I don't know, like it sometimes has a negative connotation to it, which I don't like because I feel like the word radical is just very supportive and very, I feel like it means that you care deeply and you support deeply like the side that you are on and what you're supporting. Um, but it, it just has a negative connotation sometimes. And I don't like that because I feel like a lot of us are radicals. Anyways, um, I was on Twitter scrolling and there's a question that said, what radicalized you? And I was like, I was looking through the comments and I was like, wow, like, oh my gosh, these, there's some really sad events that made people radicals. I'm like, geez Louise. And it got me thinking like, what radicalized me? Cause like, I haven't always been like a radical Actually, I have. I feel well. I haven't always been. I feel like I was like a, a baby radical. Like my answer to this, to this question was like Tupac. So like I was a baby radical because I used to love Tupac. Like literally love. I still do love Tupac. But like I used to listen to his music and be like, but guys, like he's talking about serious stuff. Like this is this is serious. And um, yeah. But I was like a baby radical then. The real event that radicalized me was the murder of Trayvon Martin. Like that event, that really woke me up. It opened this door that I didn't know was there. Like, because I was, um, I was young at the time. I don't remember how old I was. I was, I was like eight, nine, 10, one of those ages, but um, I was really young. And in that event, like, I saw myself in Trayvon Martin. I saw my brothers in Trayvon Martin. I saw my cousins in Trayvon Martin. And like the adolescence, like he literally was walking to the store to get some Skittles and, and iced tea. Like that like blew me away that he was like murdered. And, um, and just everything that happened with that, like the person just getting away with murder. But um, yeah, that radicalized me. Cause I was like, wait, my whole life is a lie like we're told we're told to like the police fix all the problems and like when someone does something bad they get in trouble for it and he didn't get in trouble for it in my opinion and I just yeah so that was, that's what radicalized me um yeah I wish you guys could see my little sisters right now because they look so bored are you bored yes you're hungry I'm sorry. We're gonna, I'm gonna wrap this up quickly for you. Just for you. <laughs> um, let's see. I just wanna make it clear that they do get fed at home. You had waffles and you didn't eat them. So yeah, I just wanna put that out there. Like they aren't starving children. <laughs> Why didn't you eat your waffles? Were they nasty? You didn't want them anymore? Hmm. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. I put a lot of effort into those waffles. So thanks very much. Um, anyways, guys. Um, what else can I talk about? Um, let's talk about, let's talk about, 
Oh, Willow likes the music. <laughs> we can talk about some concerns I have recently. Um, I was planning on doing two episodes today, so like all I write along the week, I like go to my notes app and write down like little like blurbs for me to remember to talk about on the podcast. And I have a lot of things here, and I wanted to split it into two episodes, but I also like my episodes to be like at least twenty minutes long. So actually, we're gonna talk about more than I want to, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> so recently, I've had some conversations. Yeah, you can get up. You don't have to, I told you, you don't have to stay here the whole time. You can go on your tablet. I'm okay. My feelings aren't hurt. I'm not talking about anything fun. So I'm sorry. If you want to get up, you can. No hard feelings. Brielle already took her headphones off. She said, I'm done. So you can go. Um, but recently, I've had some conversations with some teachers. Um, and... I'm concerned about education right now. Like, I have some serious concerns. Um, and also just, like, looking at tests, MCAS scores, which, like, I'm not the biggest fan of standardized testing. I will never, like, rely on standardized testing to form to allow me to form views on things. But also, um, sorry, <laughs> that was my chair. But also, like, um, there is some truth in standardized testing sometimes. Um and, and scores um sometimes only sometimes but um what are you doing what's wrong and do what if you can tell me what you want to do out there you can go out there but i need you to close the door because there's a lot of noise out there and also, I don't think the people listening are having a good time right now because. <laughs> huh? Well, you don't have your tablet with you. Can you just hurry up and decide, please, so I can continue? Thank you. Anyways, um, yeah. So, like, I just been hearing a lot about, like, there's people in high school, there's students in high school, 12th graders who don't know how to read at all or read at a third grade reading level or a fifth grade reading level or a seventh grade reading level and I'm concerned because my question is like how how does one get well I know how one gets this um gets at this point but like how does one get to the point of like 12th grade about to graduate and about to go into the world and does not know how to read or reads at a very low level i think that like how does how do teachers feel allowing students like i don't know i understand like i've um i consider myself an educator and i understand like the challenges of being an educator and like everything that gets put on you by your administrators and like just underfunding and not getting paid like low wages I understand it all and also um I feel like there's a certain commitment that is made when one decides to be an educator and that is to educate (laughs) which you know maybe that seems so simple um but I think perpetuate and I was having this conversation too with um a, a student teacher which is like um perpetuating this school to prison pipeline like this is something we talk about but like 
what does it look like to perpetuate or maintain this? Because, like, we can talk about it. We can say, like, oh, that's that's what it looks like to perpetuate this. That's what it looks like to maintain this. I certainly am not, but you are, honey. I'm sorry, actually. Um, and I think that main thing is, like, this middle ground. Like, we were talking about, like, I think I'm a very, like, lenient educator. Like, as long as you show me that you tried... Which I think, oh, maybe am I perpetuating this? But um, I feel like failing, I would never comfortably fail a student. I don't think that it's fair. Um, unless like, unless there's a student who like literally is like, I don't give, I don't care. Like I've met some peers. I haven't had a student who was like that because I mostly, ma'am, because I mostly teach um, middle school. But um. I know some high schoolers who are like, yo, I'm done. But like, they've gotten to this point, which is why I can't fail a student. Cause like, even when they say I'm done, I don't care. It's like, but why don't you care? Like at some point in this, like K through 12, somebody relayed this message to you. Or maybe you just stopped, you stopped caring because other people gave up on you. And um, yeah, just, this has been on my mind heavy because like, it's scary and there's a teacher shortage and <laughs> it's like not funny and it's just like serious stuff and um yeah and it's like because of this teacher shortage the part the administrators are just hiring as a nice friend of mine likes to call it warm bodies to educate which is a like continuing this cycle because if you're just hiring the first the first option you're not they might not be always be the most qualified person they might not even be qualified at all so you're hiring the first option they're getting in there not teaching students anything this person i literally last year in my algebra 2 class i learned nothing from my teacher i we got a worksheet every day i did that worksheet and i self-taught and this is only because I am good at math. And I think, and I thought about my friends who aren't the best at math. And I thought about the people who aren't good at, or think they aren't good at math and have some internalized opinions about themselves connected with math. Ma'am, can you stop crawling on the floor? Thank you. Um, and I thought about them and I helped my friends, but... I also thought about the other classes that he teaches and I like so for a lot of people they went through a whole year of schooling not not having a math class really you have a teacher but are you learning anything and I think and I think about that and how this relates to like elementary and middle school because those are the times I feel like those are the most important years of education elementary school is the most important because it's the foundation and if the foundation is the most like literally if you're a construction worker you if you know how to build things correct me if i'm wrong but like the foundation is the most important part of any type of like infrastructure because like it's the foundation like it's like duh i hope i'm right <laughs> imagine i'm wrong anyways but um yeah and i feel like this foundation is ruined like my little sisters i just saw her test scores i don't know what type of test they take in first grade or kindergarten first grade um but she it was sim. it was like a similar scoring to the mcas so like the rate the large range she was like a four 
something. She's below average. And I'm like, how? Like, what? I just don't. And I understand, like, the sometimes there's, like, 20-plus students per class. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'd, I'd cry. And, like, how can you teach every student? How can you make sure that every student understands? And you can't. That's the truth. You can't. But I feel like at least, let's say you have 25 students, I feel like at least 18 of those students should understand, should be able to pass a stupid standardized test. That's my opinion. How do you make sure this happens? I actually don't have the answers for that, which is why, like, take my opinions with a grain of salt because, like, these... This is based on my experiences as an educator, which aren't many. Um, so, like, I'm not, like, I'm not the <laughs> philosopher of education. Like, you know, like, I'm, you know, take what I say, but don't take it very harshly if you're an educator. Um, but, like, this is just things that I think about, which is why it's Let's Talk with Corne. Um No, I'm just kidding. That sounded so sassy. I promise I'm not that sassy. Um, yeah that's all I got and we made it to 21 minutes um someone recently asked me like um about having a a guest on here and I was like mm, no <laughs> I feel like all the time that I do something it's always with someone else or it's always pertaining to something else like I hardly ever other than my personal like social media accounts like there's hardly ever like just a focus on me which is like you know whatever but like this is mine this is mine this is for me to like be free I do want I love interviewing people like I've interviewed people before for sure but like I would love to do something interviewing people but um not on this show it's let's talk with Kwane <laughs> so that's the only person that's gonna be talking no I'm just kidding um maybe in the future like this is not Things changed, people changed, feelings changed too, you know? Um, anyways, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's listening and who has been listening. And thank you to my friends who I told about my podcast and decided to, like, play it in front of me. I That's my biggest, like, ick is when I tell someone, oh, I have a podcast. And they're like, you have a podcast? And they, like, look it up and, like, they're very supportive. And then they play it. I hate when people, because I, like, I don't like hearing my voice. Like, it's just so, like, ooh. You know, but I appreciate it, though. I appreciate everyone. And, yeah, we're going to head out of here. And I'm going to do another episode. So, in next episode, we're going to be talking about music. Because I say we talk music, politics, entertainment, and more. And we've only really talked about politics. And maybe a little entertainment. But, like, where's the music? So, yeah. I'll see y'all next week. Bye-bye.